Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello. Thank you for going to the last show of Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on it, we get on it, uh, get on it. Gentlemen's clubs. How oh. you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Empty mouse now. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> All right, welcome to Hour 2. If you missed anything from Hour 1, shame on you, but you can go to 1080thefan.com after the show is over, download the Les Schwab Tire Podcast. We did talk Blazers in Hour 1. They're about to tip off. You don't have to go anywhere. It's an NBA basketball game. You catch the fourth quarter. You need you know everything you need to know about the matchup. So, uh, yeah, flip over later on. Don't worry about it right now. A um, couple things from hour one that just kind of carry over. Uh, we were talking about uh, how the Blazers should have taken Carmelo Anthony, according to Marcus Greaves, uh, and a couple people came back said they'd rather they'd rather have a seven-toed Myers Leonard than Carmelo Anthony. I'm not sure which. I would re- think I'd make Myers better. Well, I think it's seven toes total, not seven on each foot. Oh, so I'm not sure which three toes he's missing. If they're all on one foot, or if he's missing one on one foot, and he's two just on the nub other. on one foot, or, or he's missing one and a half toes on each foot, I'm not sure. Oh well, then I'm definitely taking him as long as it's not the pinky. The pinky toe I had learned is like your stabilizer. Like if you don't have it, you're off balance. Pretty sure that's your big toe. No, dude. If you lose your pinky toe, like you lose a portion of your balance. It's really weird. Yes, but I think. I mean, your big toe, yeah. Yeah, you probably like, more about. If, so if the middle toe is where you really want to lose a toe. Maybe. I don't know. If you're going to lose, which is the best toe to lose? 55305 is the better you today text line. Uh, if you're missing any toes, how did it affect your life? And which toes are the best toes to lose? Is that a fair poll question? Uh, also, somebody suggested they'd rather have a table shower than Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big time. I think that's one of the best. Oh. Th- the, one of the best things that's come out of this Robert Kraft uh, bust for prostitution is uh, we all learned what a table shower is. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's definitely something I'm now kind of interested in and want to try. Yeah, and the table shower, not uh, a weird sex act. It is uh, just simply a shower that uh, cleans you off while you're on the massage table. So if you get, you know, uh, a mud wrap or a seaweed wrap or something, you need to get hosed down, they just do it right there at the table. So it is actually, it sounds dirty. Oh, you get some of your Philly cheesesteaks spilled on you. What was that? The Philly cheesesteak. Like, uh, you're having a Philly cheesesteak while you're getting a massage. Also, we got a, an update from a police officer. He said the most effective way to break down a door is the battering ram. 
Uh, but he did not chime in on what the coolest way to do it is. I think kicking down the door uh, is probably in second place. The battering ram is yeah, not. Yeah, see, again, that's cool. reality versus uh, yeah. expectations. Yeah, right? Blowing the door lock off. Coolest. Kicking the door. Kicking the door down. Dude, you would blow coolest. your knee out kicking yeah, well, the door hey, down. Hey, listen, if it's a bedroom door, you can kick down a bedroom door. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. I'm going to take you to the bank. Take you to the blood bank. Senator uh, Trent. Also, 55305, uh, who wins in a police chase? Big, fat cop version of me with a ponytail and a goatee. Or uh, current version of Will Darkens. Oh, I easily win. No way, dude. You're yes. Dude, no, you just Excuse dislike. me, big fat version of you yes. with goatee. Yeah, and ponytail. Yeah, no, oh, oh, I oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, you wait, every wait, time. Wait. And Steven Seagal karate skills. Yeah, I'm still going to beat you because no if you watch. No way. No, dude, if no you way. watch Steven Seagal films, he is not a proactive fighter. He's <laughs> reactive. People come to him. Yeah. Like if that's happening, I'm just running away from no, you. No, I'll chase you down. That's the thing is we're gonna get to the uh, the the dark alley that's closed in with a fence that you mistakenly turn around, and you're gonna turn around and surprisingly quick, I will be there, and you'll be like, how'd you get here so fast? Might have taken an Uber, might have jumped on a Segway. You don't know, but I'm there, and you're cornered. There's no way around me because I'm too fat. It would be and my karate skills. I'm asking the questions here. Hey, better watch out, punk. How'd you get here? Don't worry about that. I'm going to take you to the bank. The blood, blood bank. bank. The blood bank. Yeah. Anyways, we should probably talk about sports. One of the reasons I hate uh, social media uh, has reared its uh, ugly head this week. Zion Williamson blew out his knee when he blew out his shoe. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He didn't blow out his knee. He sprained his knee when he blew out his shoe. I don't want to over-exaggerate. Sure looked he's bad. He's actually, he did look bad. He's listed his day-to-day. Speaking of one of the most disappointing moments for a highly anticipated game, people were paying, like, what was it, 25 grand to get tickets into Cameron Indoor to watch the Duke-North Carolina game because Zion Williams is so hyped. And in the first 30 seconds of the game, his shoe explodes and his knee gets tweaked and he's out of the game. Yeah, Barack Obama was there. Barack. So now he's going to miss a game against Syracuse tonight, but he's listed his day-to-day. So this has brought up two things that have happened. One, which is the, should he stop playing college basketball to preserve his draft status? And the yes. second, and the second, which is the dumbest thing in social media, is Paul George is trending because people are sending hate tweets to Paul George because the shoes that Zion was wearing were the PG 2.5s. So they were the Paul George signature Nike shoe. And people, probably in jest, but also genuinely mad at Paul George because his shoe was not designed well enough. Yeah, um, to me, I mean, this is like a PR nightmare for (laughs) Nike. Dude, their stock went down. No kidding. Uh, Darren Ravel tweeted that during the game, and I was like, shut up, Darren Ravel. You don't know what you're talking about. And then the next day it happened, and I was like, oh, whoops. Isn't that like the worst thing that can happen as a shoe company, especially in these sneaker wars, <laughs> that your shoe explodes? And the most electrifying player, the only reason anyone has watched college basketball this year, goes down the first 30 seconds of the most anticipated college basketball game of the year. That's the worst-case scenario for a shoe company, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
pretty Either much. Either that or LeBron James leaves your brand or something. Well, yeah, but that one, there's not a moment where that happens. That's like, oh, yeah, after negotiations, we decided to. But, like, in a single moment on the court, that's about as bad as it gets. Well, and if anybody was on Twitter the next day, uh, because this was, you know, it's a Twitter moment, right? You go on Twitter and get everybody's reaction and yep. everything. If anybody was there and they went to the moments page and they noticed uh, a very highly promoted tweet that stayed up on the top of your uh, history channel or history panel, it was a Reebok promoted tweet. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that was not like planned. I think that it happened and then they go, put that thing up the next morning. Like we want people seeing Reebok. Does Reebok still make shoes? Yeah, of course. Who's their big star athlete that they have? Well, I'll tell you right now after an internet search. Because <laughs> Under Armour has Steph Curry, right? <laughs> Skechers has Matt Kuchar, right? <laughs> Adidas has Damian Lillard. <laughs> Who's with Reebok? Uh, I'm on the website. Clyde and... Drexler had a Via. Yeah, I'm on the website. I'm not seeing anybody here. Let's see. Uh, we got some shoes. We got some uh, shoes. They look like they're from the 90s. Let's see. Here. Oh, that and Nike doubling down on Colin Kaepernick, Raymond reminds us. Oh, sure. People burn, buying all the shoes so they can burn them. Oh, right. That's. I believe their stock went up after that, though. Yeah, that, that's the funniest part is that the stock went down when, like, something uh, real happened, like somebody blowing out one of their shoes. And then, like, just they get a sponsorship from some guy, and if people start burning their shoes, and they're like, oh, I'm never going to buy Nike again. Yeah, the opposite happens. Yeah. Have you ever did, have oh, you ever seen that happen with a shoe like that? Wait, by the way, did you see the story a couple weeks back, the guy who in Denver decided to quit selling Nikes at his local yes, sports Yes, and he just store, closed it. And he went bankrupt <laughs> because nobody went anymore? Yes. Yeah, so a guy uh, in protest of, uh, of Colin Kaepernick being part of Nike stopped selling Nike shoes at his athletic goods store, and they've gone out of business because nobody would go there. Who's who's Reebok's big big name? No one. <laughs> I, I'm literally on the site. I don't. There's no, no NBA. One. I went to the basketball page. There's just it's stock photos. So yeah, good. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. I'm gonna let you guess. Okay. And it, you and it's not basketball. It's not basketball. Yeah. I, I really don't think you're going to guess this. Well, no, because I was trying to think of a basketball player. Is there a single NBA player that it has a Reebok endorsement? I don't know, but yeah. you should try to guess this. It's a football player. A football player. Eli Manning. No. Oh. Uh, what can be a position? Is it quarterback? It's on the defensive side. On the defensive side of the ball. Is it uh, Leighton Van Der Esch? No. <laughs> it's somebody actually pretty famous. Oh, pretty famous, huh? Uh, and he's kind of annoyingly famous. Annoying? Is it Josh Norman? No, All right, he's just more good me. guy, annoyingly okay. famous. It's JJ Watt. It's JJ. It? Oh, okay. <laughs> Annoying good guy. Oh, I know who that is. JJ Watt is the face of your brand. That's better than I would have thought. He is the face of Reebok. There you go. And in fact, there are no photos of him. On the website, there's just a thing underneath one of the panels for men's accessories that say a collection for J.J. White. There, now, there is actually a Victoria Beckham tag uh, on the little panel here, so she has her own collection. Yeah. But she doesn't play sports. Blazers are down 12-10. Really no point in making those trades. They're going to be terrible, and they're going to get swept out of the first round. 
News and notes from around the NBA are next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Pan. Blazers are playing right now. It is the second game with the Nurk and Turk experience. Yeah! What are the best Blazers nicknames? Couple pulls up on at Twitter, at Sinner Saint 1080, at 1080 The Fan. Uh, go on there. We'll get results for you coming up next. What's your favorite nickname? 55305 is the better you today text line. Uh, but there are kind of a lot of stories coming in uh, around the NBA and uh, wanted to kind of touch on a couple of those. Uh, you were talking earlier about the Oklahoma City Thunder and how that's not a team you want to play. Paul George uh, is playing out of his mind. Some people suggested that that's now his team. And for a guy that they kind of took the risk on to make a one-year rental uh, out of because it was obvious he was going to L.A., uh, they were able to re-sign him, and now him and Russell Westbrook uh, playing together quite well. They just uh, won in double overtime. But Russell Westbrook's triple-double streak finally came to an end. That doesn't matter at all. It's all about Paul George. What's your uh, take on the Oklahoma City Thunder? Is that really a team that you think can compete with the Warriors or just somebody you don't want to play as a Blazers fan? I think somebody you don't want to play. And I don't know if there's somebody that can compete with the Warriors because the Warriors, to me, uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to see kind of what happens tonight in their primetime matchup with the Rockets. I know that James Harden is eh, like probable or something. You're talking Warriors. Yes, Warriors. Yeah. And um, I, I just feel like this is a team that this is kind of their last rodeo and they know it and they're just going to try to win one more title before they know Kevin Durant leaves and they have to get rid of somebody. Yeah. Because they have to with their payroll. If they want to retain Kevin Durant, um, you know, they got to drop Clay Tom uh, Thompson or more likely Draymond Green. Yeah. And so I, I think that you're going to encounter a very motivated kind of one-track mind team. And so I, I don't think I don't think the Thunder really have that much of a chance in the playoffs. But I will say I hope I'm very hopeful that Playoff P will actually show up this year. Yeah, that would be uh, that fantastic. would be pretty sweet. Terrible nickname, but yeah, we hope that Playoff P, what Paul George calls himself when he plays in the playoffs. Would be nice. Uh, Isn't it kind of ridiculous the fact that the Thunder are like night and day better without Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> you wonder if it's that or just them getting some continuity between those two stars, but I think it's Carmelo I Anthony. I kind of think well, it's Well, if you look Anthony. what happened in Houston, it's you get the feeling that it's Carmelo Anthony, yeah. which is hilarious, and he's still not signed. Yeah, wasn't there that rumor before the trade deadline that we were going to get him or something? Well, yeah, and everybody's saying it was the Lakers, and there was a lot of places that he was rumored to go to, and nobody has really any interest. Uh, speaking of keeping the Warriors together, um, if you're reading tea leaves, Draymond Green has switched agents, and he just signed with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. If those names don't sound familiar, that is LeBron James' agent and LeBron James' buddy's agency. Okay. So, Draymond, well, Draymond Green... Uh, is working for the same agent that took Anthony Davis uh, out into a press conference and said, we want to be traded and we want to go to the Lakers. Do you see Draymond playing alongside LeBron James in Los Angeles next year? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't know. You know, I, I'm starting to kind of have a feeling that this whole experiment with the Lakers is really not going well. Like it's, and it's not going to go well that 
this is like have this has been like a tremendous mistake by LeBron James because it feels like there's a bunch of star players. I know Anthony Davis really wants to get there, but at the same time, I feel like there's going to be a bunch of star players that'll look at the management situation and ownership and just be like, "Do I really want to play for that?" I get that I'm sacrificing that end of it and I get to play with LeBron James, but at the same time, like, dude, how much of that crap can you take? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My my thing is it's it's LeBron James. I mean, he's activated. I don't know if you saw that this week, <laughs> but he's activated a little earlier than he wants to the killer instinct that drags his team to the playoffs every year. Would you t- if you had to pick a roster, wouldn't you take this year's Lakers team over last year's Cavs team? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so with that in mind, and if, if LeBron James decides that he wants to, you feel like he can drag this team at least into the playoffs. There would be no better first round matchup and nothing better for the NBA than having the Lakers play the Warriors in the first round. Wouldn't that be the best thing? Oh yeah. It would yeah. be absolutely amazing. And you're kind of hoping for that because whoever does play the Warriors, they're going to lose anyway. So you might as well make it entertaining. I don't want to see the Kings Warriors. <laughs> no. No, I, I really don't. Even though, I mean, Northern California might. I mean, the Kings are a really entertaining team. Like, they're pretty fun to watch. De'Aaron Fox is pretty friggin' dope. Yeah, but, Buddy Heald can shoot from anywhere. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't want to see that in the playoffs. Yeah, well, I can go. I can go either way on that because it'd be kind of interesting if what happens with the Lakers team in the offseason if they miss the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you kind of assume that the Warriors are going to win regardless. But LeBron James versus the Warriors at any point during the playoffs would be absolutely awesome. Uh, the other big story this week in the NBA that I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on is uh, hovers around the Zion Williams thing, Williamson thing. And I don't think it's intentionally related, but they're talking about getting rid of the one and done rule. Yeah, the 18 now. They want to make it so you just have to be 18 years old to get into the league. I, I mean, isn't that just... <laughs> That's just reverting back, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going back to exactly yeah. what you had before, yeah. and all you've done is set an age cap. But you might have a few dudes who I guess are, I don't know, got in early and are 17 when they go to college. Does it really change? Does it really change anything about the NBA? I mean, Zach Collins is a guy that we have here in Portland that played as a reserve for Gonzaga and was 19 years old or 18 years old when he was drafted. So yes, he went and played one year of college basketball, but he really didn't. He played on a great Gonzaga team, but he wasn't a key player he just wanted to get to the nba well so what's the big deal then about having guys basically circumvent college and go to the league anyway like you know if they're if they're going to make it in the league they're going to make it in the league couldn't you just do something where if you want to try to get into the league and then you don't because it's really effing hard to do it <laughs> um couldn't you just go back and apply for college and play a year and then go? I, well, you know what I mean? If, if you sign up with an agent, you basically forego your draft eligibility. But you so you st- couldn't go back to college? You could still go to Europe. Yeah, I guess you could do that. And you I, could go you, play professional basketball elsewhere. And the fear is that you basically take all the excitement out of college basketball because... No, no, no. I don't oh, think that's... Oh, yeah, you do. No, you don't. Uh, let, and I know that this might be a little bit of a conflict of interest, but let's take a look at the Oregon Ducks men's basketball sure. team. Once Bull Bull got injured and he was out, boy, the excitement sure deflated from yeah. that team. Here, here's why I think it's good for college basketball, if they get rid of the one-and-done rule, is that you actually get college basketball teams 
that you can watch for a few years. You can watch players develop over their college career. So you're saying it's you're going to the it's guys going to, who are invested. Yeah, well, you, well you're going to get guys that go, this is the highest level of basketball I'm ever going to play, and you get guys that are going to make it to the NBA playing together for three and four years, and you can have interesting storylines that last more than a season. As great as this Duke team is, if they don't win it this year, nobody's coming back. Why would they? So then you can get guys that go and play a four-year career. You can let these coaches actually develop players. You'll go into the college basketball season going, oh, we've got three seniors returning. This team's going to be great. You get in the tournament, you actually recognize guys because nobody pays attention beyond the top five, six, seven teams in college basketball, and those are only the teams with great players. Ben Simmons never played in the in the, in the uh, NCAA tournament. And he was still the number one overall draft pick. It won't hurt the kids' draft stock. It won't hurt the the product you have in college basketball. And it won't really change that much in the NBA. We'll just have tried both sides of it, which is, you know, the, the complaint will revert back to the whole idea that, oh, these guys are too young and the NBA is ruining their uh, their um, their draft by taking too many high school kids. But that's up to individual teams, man. People make the wrong pick every single year without the one and done. They made it with the one and done. It's going to continue to happen. College basketball, I think, will get better. And I think for these kids, if they're ready to go and play in the NBA and can make money, why stop them? Yeah, I, I think it's a win-win-win. It was a dumb rule when they put it in. And it's really hurt college basketball, I think, more than the NBA. Well, you're kind of looking at it from an angle of almost uh, making a comparison to the NFL, right? No, I think it's more college baseball where it's like if you want to go and have the college experience and play baseball, go do that. The, the NFL, that's the only path through. You can't go but, but you can't go straight out of high school to Canada or Europe or wherever like you can in basketball. Well, but think about it this way, right? I think Trevor Lawrence kind of uh, – he, I think, kind of started the conversation of that this past season was that we saw him play in the national title game. We were like – Oh, my God, this guy's ready now. Yeah, Jadavion Clowney was that way. Leonard Fournette yeah. was that way. There was a lot of guys that you could see coming out after their sophomore years or whatever. But with football, I think there's a little bit of a difference where if you start drafting guys that are too small, they could get really hurt playing football too early. Whereas basketball, the risk is that they're not mature enough and they're not able to, you know, mesh with the team and go out on the road or, you know, they're, they're going to be stunted emotionally by going out there. They're not going to be murdered by a defensive lineman that comes through and steps on their neck they're gonna get bogged down by all the toot action out there on the road <laughs> that's exactly what's gonna happen there. i will say that if i was an nba player and not extremely happily engaged it would be hard for me to resist the groupies yeah like really hard like yeah. i probably wouldn't focus on games what would be really hard ha 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 all right, we've got our polls up at Center Saint 1080, at 1080 The Fan on Twitter. Go take a look at those and uh, vote. We will get to your thoughts and your results next. But first, the news. This looks like, this looks correct. Better you did a text line. It's 55305. Somebody sent in our idiot drunked up kicker, Peyton Manning, about Mike Vanderjet. One of the better quotes in the history of sports. Uh, pretty true. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know him personally, but that's the quote that I was trying to think of. And I appreciate whoever sent that in. Thank you. Thank you. Very rarely does the text line actually improve our show. You are really a non-text believer. What do you mean? You don't like our textures. You don't like Twitter. You don't like I, Facebook. I generally don't like people you don't like all Instagram. that much. You don't like Snapface. No, I don't. Well, here, 
here's the thing about social media that bugs me is I always feel like it's a filtered version of, of people. You, you go on there and you start to write something out and you go, oh, what are people going to think of this if I write this? So you don't get an unfiltered version like you would hope. And if you do, you get the worst side of people, which is them being racist or sexist or whatever, just trying to conjure up some sort of uh, response from people. So you have a bunch of trolls and you have a bunch of fake people. Yeah, but aren't, I mean, isn't that a more entertaining version of reality for you? No. No? No. To me, it's like dull. The hard Plus, I have a hard time deciding whether or not I want to be fake or a troll. And I go back and forth, and if you him and you on it, you're sitting on the fence between, uh, do I be fake and show everybody the best version of myself based on my own uh, neuroses, or do I go out there and just start to troll people and try to incite anger so that I can be a star and lose my job but get a bunch of new followers? So I don't know. I don't know what to do. Why don't, don't you just be yourself? I don't know what. That's what I do here. Yeah, I but try you to can be do pretty genuine on that. You can do that online. Oh no, Luke. you can't. Yes, you can. No, you'll be. Are you yourself online? I'm totally myself online. Yeah, I'm a pessimistic a hole. <laughs> I, I think you could definitely agree with that. If you go through my uh, Twitter, yeah. you could probably say, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right about." But I get to talk to you, and so I don't need to go and read what you do online. That's the other thing is, who do you follow online? If you have friends and people in the real world that you communicate with. Then you don't need to go and read what they said online. Somebody's like, oh, did you see what Isaac put online? No. I listen to him on the radio show. I talk to him every once in a while. I'm good. Let me direct you to probably one of the funnier videos I've seen all time. Sure. That happened this week. Yeah. There was <laughs> Send it to me on Twitter. There was a guy who I, I'm pretty sure he recorded himself doing it or he had one of his friends do it. But it's of him at a gym with a ninja sword like doing these exercises and he's doing things like uh, like uh, decline sit-ups, and he has the ninja sword up above his head. And as he's coming up, he's, like, doing a stabbing motion. And then there's one of him on a treadmill holding the uh, ninja sword above his head while he's jogging. And it's just something ridiculous because it's a dude with a ninja sword working out. Neat. So nothing of that is Neat. funny to you? No. Why are you so just bogged down in your age? I'm not That's an old bogged down in my age. I talked okay, to five, so five, many young people. Five, better you today text line. Who thought that ninja guy stabbing and doing sit-ups is awesome? It's funny. Okay, cool. That's what. That's the reason I need to be on social media. Let me ask you something. Sure. Are away. you an Adam Sandler fan? Eh, I was. Once upon a time, in my younger days, I would say I would uh, seek out content created by Adam Sandler, but not in years. That explains a lot. What does that mean? Oh, nothing. <laughs> I'm not also. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of things either. I'm not a fanatic. I root for my teams or whatever. Says but the man who is a uh, who is a radio personality on a station that is called the Fan. No, listen. I enjoy sports. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is the Fan. Uh, but, yeah, but I'm, I wouldn't consider myself the fanatic. I don't live and die with, you know, a Seahawks win or loss or the Blazers getting swept out of the first round. I root for them, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I don't I don't get swept up in the mania. I'm not showing up to watch a Seahawks game wearing the, the receiving gloves. You're not, the, to root you're not the dirty bird? No, I'm not the dirty bird. All right, let's get to our Twitter polls after that little uh, bashing on social media. All right. This is where it gets fun, as you can – 
you can measure the uh, the way that people are thinking out there. Will, what are our polls today? All right, we had three of them. The first one being, after all names are released, what age range will most of the quote-unquote customers fall into? And this is in regards to the Robert Graf, uh, Kraft rub and tug situation. Okay. Uh, 9% of you said under 34. 16% said 35 to 49. 27% said 65 plus, but overwhelmingly... 50 to 64 was the age most people thought. That's 48% of people. There you go. Yeah. It's an old guy thing. Yeah. yeah I would have a- thought more people would think 65 plus because if you do look <laughs> at the list that they, uh, that photographer from the CBS Miami affiliate put out, yep. uh, it's a very, a lot of old people. Okay. So the, here, here are the stats. So there's uh, 25 uh, people on here. Ironically, the oldest person on there is Daniel R. Young who was born in 1934, that makes him 80 years old. So older than Robert Kraft at 77. Uh, So 25 names on the list. One of them was under 34 years old. Uh, Four of them were 35 to 49. Ten from 50 to 64 and 10, 65 plus. So actually pretty even on it. But that is us doing math. Okay, how many of those guys are getting divorces after this? How many of those guys are already divorced and lonely and that's why they're going? Oh, really? You think it's that? I think that's part of it, yeah. Absolutely. I kind of think it's a lot of married men. I think it's both. I don't have mm. I, we, those stats we do not have. Maybe that should have been the poll. How many are married, how many are separated, how many are divorced, and how many are widowed? I think yeah, I, this is like, to me, going to a, a bathhouse is like a married guy thing. Because if you're single and you have a lot of men, and this is why this is so confusing to me with Robert Kraft. If you're single, unfortunately his wife died in 2011 of cancer, and that's very sad. But if you have a <laughs> lot of money... And you're single, like it shouldn't be hard for you to go find somebody who would want to be in a circumstantial relationship with you. Dude, this is totally a married guy, married rich guy thing. I can't stand my wife. I don't want to go out with some other woman. I just want to go to this place and get it over with. Yeah. So the that's that goes back to the old adage that you don't uh, you don't pay a prostitute for sex. You pay them to leave after. Wow. You never heard that? No, no. I think it's fairly common. I apologize if I've offended anyone with that. but that You offended is, me. Well, you're welcome. Uh, what are our other two polls? These are both based on the uh, Portland Trailblazers and the addition of the Nurk and Turk. All right, so we got which is the best current Rip City nickname? 11% of you say the Hammer. <laughs> uh, well, Myers Leonard's working really hard to make that Yeah, a well, he's, you know. Yeah. Uh, 20% say Jake from State Farm in reference to Jake Lehman. Are you surprised with that many people liking that one? I am, actually. you thought it was very dumb. I think it is really dumb. <laughs> uh, and then, let's see, 32% say Nurk and Turk, but uh, 37% of people say Dame Dalla. Oh, Nurk and Turk, though, catching on quick. It's probably just because it's the latest thing. And uh, what's the other Blazers Which nickname? Which is the pull? best old Rip City nickname? 8% say Dr. Jack. Uh, 11%, or I'm sorry, 12% say Vanilla Gorilla uh, in regards to uh, Joel Prisbilla. Uh, 23% say the Jailblazers, but everybody seems to think at least 57% think Clyde the Glide was a great nickname, which I tend to agree with. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know what I said, but uh, 84 to 85 for the guy born in 1934, Daniel R. Young. Oof. I may have meant to say 80 plus, so I didn't have to calculate out the birthday. But yes, that was the oldest guy uh, wrapped up in the uh, Robert Kraft sex scandal. I mean, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, like it, it just seems like that's a married guy thing to do. You're just about to get married. Are you going to start going out to the uh, 
Well, no, because I'm very happily mall. just about to be married. This seems like a bunch of dudes who are in their 60s, 70s, and maybe 50s that have been married for way too many years and just go, I'm, I can't handle it anymore. I just, just please, I need to go somewhere and get the stress out. I think that you are uh, overestimating the ease in which it is to be single in your 60s and 50s. Mm. A lot of these guys get divorced, don't know what to do. Their buddy on the golf course goes, hey, why don't you go down to uh, the Orchids of Asia? Over there uh, on the strip mall off of the highway. Dude, you don't take, you don't go there from a suggestion from your friend. You don't, you don't go there. Okay, so you hold don't on go a second. Th- you don't go there from a display ad on your Facebook. No, you're going to go there because you've got the thought oh, in your mind. Dude, from, their, like, number, watching- their number one form of advertising is word of mouth, no pun intended. No, man, if you t- if I came to you and oh. I said, I am so dissatisfied with my marriage, or I said something like, oh my gosh, I just, I haven't gotten any in like... X amount of months or years or whatever, and you go, oh, let me help you out, dude. Check this out. Go to Orchids of Asia. Here's the address. Let me give you their website, too. Oh, they'll take care of everything. How do you think I knew the place next door to the bar that I worked at in Vegas was one of those places? People talk about it. Yeah, and that's the reason I'm not going because I go, oh, now I'm going to think about that, dude. (laughs) That's, and the fact that's he honestly, went there. That's honestly the reason that I never had any. In, it actually repulsed me because I knew the guys that did go in there. Yes, you're 100% correct. But guess what? The guys that go in there hang out with guys that would go in there. So you make that suggestion. Right? What's the office space line? I don't know. If you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Yeah. Two chicks at the same time. Two chicks at the same time, yeah. I think well, not all chicks like turn to money. There you go. Yeah, there I, you go. Young I man. don't you know. Got it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think I think this thing this is way over your scope of how the world works. I think this I think this has jostled your image of the world a little bit, young man. Uh, no, because I knew this kind of stuff happened. I think the reason I'm reacting to this, and I think that the media landscape part of why they reacted to it. I mean, they reacted big to it because it's a big name, yeah. but. I think, honestly, I go back to the idea that Robert Kraft <laughs> positioned himself as somebody who is morally righteous. He really did. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of an a-hole, but he wasn't a complete a-hole that was doing it bad human things. You brought that up earlier. And, I th- and the reason we don't bad totally, human things, it's very, dude, the very reason human that we wouldn't have batted an eye at Jerry Jones is because <laughs> he has displayed behaviors that are consistent with an a-hole that does bad humanly things. And I believe there's several pictures on the internet that you can find yes. with a very easy search with him and a couple of pros. But Robert Kraft, all we know of him is the fact that he owns the Patriots and we hate Tom Brady. That's kind of it. All right. How should our listeners spend their sports weekend, Will? We need to tell them. They need our insights. What to watch? What in sports? What outside of sports should you spend your viewing hours on? What to watch is next. Sinner and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. 
Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, everyone's excited for the uh, wildly popular segment, What to Watch. Uh, the Blazers are playing right now. They're down 39-42 to the Philadelphia 76ers. So It's over. That's basically what I was going to say. It's over, so you don't need to watch that for the rest of the day. So, uh, Mr. Darkins, in sports, what are you watching? Well, two things. First of all, see how Enos Kanter plays in this game. So far, eh, but yeah. we are in the second quarter. Yep. Uh, only because it's going to kind of set the track for the last uh, quarter of this season. Again, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. This is very reminiscent of when we acquired Yusuf Nurkic a couple of years back. We got him after the all well, not after, but right before the All-Star break. Uh, we went on that, uh, you know, 20-game tear where we uh, just jettisoned ourselves up in the playoff rankings and we were able to get swept completely by the Warriors, given the fact Nurk was hurt. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to see how that lasts, how Enos Cantor will fit into the team uh, in their offense, because obviously he's not a very good defensive player. The other thing I'm going to watch tonight is actually the Rockets and Warriors game. James Harden is not going to play. Has it been decided? It was, uh, it was I don't questionable. think he will. He's questionable. It's one of those things where I think they're also looking at their playoff position and they're like, eh, let's not push it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be watching that game just because why not? Well, I'll tell you why I really wanted to watch that game was actually the matchup. Uh, guy on ESPN, Kirk Goldsberry, put in an article this morning that got me super excited for the game, and now James Harden may not play. But the thing that they were, he was talking about in the Warriors-Rockets game that was so interesting is that basically the entire offense that the Rockets run when they play against the Warriors is try to get Harden switched on to Steph Curry guarding him. And part of the idea isn't necessarily that Steph is the a, a terrible defender. It's that he's the worst defender on the team because everybody else is pretty good defensively against James Harden. So they switch and try to get Curry on him every single opportunity they get. And when he does, 50% of the time he takes a shot, 43% of the time he drives against him, makes it to the free throw line 20% of the time and scores in 100 possessions. 54 points per 100 possessions against Steph Curry in contrast to Andre Iguodala where he scored 17 points per 100 possessions. Well, and this was the same strategy that was used last year by the Rockets until Game 7 happened. Yeah. And in fact, uh, a couple years before that, it was the same strategy the Cavs used against the Warriors before they got Kevin Durant that uh, in Game 7, LeBron James would just constantly switch to yeah. Steph Curry because that is the one extremely glaring fault that he has. He cannot play defense. Yeah. Another thing that is similar to that was there was an article written uh, way back, maybe two months ago, when there was that big time matchup against the Warriors and the Bucks. The Bucks were, or I'm sorry, uh, the Rockets and the Bucks. The Bucks were able to shut down James Harden because they literally just said, "Okay, drive to your right." Yep. They cut everything. If you, they did screenshots of it. If you looked at the court. Everybody on the defense was literally just shifted, shifted to his uh, left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and right they go, side, yeah. go to your right. Just yep, do, do it. it. 
Go ahead. I we don't even you. care. Yeah. Yep. Because you're left-handed, you love to drive to your left, and you're going to score anyway. We don't care. So here, go to your worst side. They ended up winning the game, and Harden didn't play as well as he usually and does. And that's what I'd be interested in. Not so much that because we have seen it, but when you look at the stats, how glaring they are, the Warriors have to know that that's what they're trying to do, and you wonder if they'll uh, change up the way that they play defense. But they've had enough success that it doesn't really matter. What are you watching outside of sports, young man? 12-15, Con Air is on TNT. Pretty good movie. Dude. I love it when they dump the uh, guy out of the plane and he lands. Dave Chappelle. Is that Dave Chappelle that lands on the on the car? Pinball. I just remember the uh, the guy's looking up there and a bird dumps on his car right after he watches it. And he looks at it and he's like, that's awful. And then the pause before the body lands on it. Yeah. it's uh, Great. Great bit. Uh, not only that, but that's John Malkovich's best role. Being John Malkovich isn't? His best role? Well, I don't know, man. That movie's very niche. Yeah, but it's pretty fantastic. It's uh, John great. Malkovich has done a lot, though. Con Air is very good, and he's very good in it. But I, uh, I'd have to go back and look at his canon of work and see if that's accurate. Uh, I'm stuck on Breaking Bad. I started watching it uh, oh. last weekend. What season you in? I'm just on season one. I I, oh. I, I don't have time to uh, sit down and watch 12 episodes in a row, but I'm doing one every other day so far. But I'm like maybe six, seven episodes in. Are the kids in the room while you're watching it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe they have uh, once after, like, woke up from, one of them woke up from a nap early. Uh, but the other thing I'm watching for is obviously names to be released. In the uh, Robert Kraft sex. I think you're going to have to wait till next week. That was I kind know. of the consensus that they haven't gathered all the details yet. Isn't Tiger that Woods. the Tiger Woods. Isn't that the hope? Pet Sajak. Pet Sajak. Pet Sajak. Tiger Woods. Isn't that the hope that before next weekend's show, that list is released and the name is big? What if, what if it's Adam Schefter? Oh. Adam Schefter is reporting that one of the names on there is bigger than Robert Kraft. Please. And the reason he knows that. Oh, is it Adam Schefter? Oh, that. Oh. <laughs> Him and Woj are both on there. That would be delightful. All right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the Blazers' big win over the 76ers and Enos Cantor's MVP performance. We are done. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. Keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.